Did you ever think you were made it? I feel I'm so close, I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to hate it. Now they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. I'm Patrick Bedivy, host of ITM, and today we're going to talk about 10 situations you'll face as an entrepreneur. So the first one's very simple. Every entrepreneur that starts a business, typically you have somebody that's working with you that's either a relative or a friend. So now when you work with a relative and a friend, at first everything's exciting. Oh my gosh, we're going to build something big together. We're going to go out there and do this, and we're going to go out there and do that. And all of a sudden, the personalities can work together in one of the situations you're going to face is having to fire a friend or a relative. And it's very, very hard to do for most first-time entrepreneurs because it's friendship. But in reality, when you're running a business, the priority of a business is to stay in business, even if it means having to fire a relative or a best friend in the world because if the business goes out of business, everybody else is affected. This next one is very interesting because most people, when you start a business, you're kind of like, oh my gosh, we're going to go out there, we're going to do this, I'm going to build this business, we're going to start regional, then we're going to go national, then we're going to go international, we'll be global, we'll be so big, right? And you think you're fully in. You think you're fully in, right? I put $100,000 into it, I put $50,000 into it, I put a half a million dollars into it, I put my life savings into it, I'm all in. But there's still another face of all in, face of all in that you're going to face and when you get there, that's when, as hard as you thought, because at the beginning, anybody that starts a business, they don't really think about how tough this business is going to be. You typically, at first, think it's a lot easier than it's really going to be. You're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be great. All our dreams are going to become a reality. Then you realize the real challenge of becoming an entrepreneur. And in that moment is when you realize if you're 100% in or not. Because... <laughs> it's, it's not going to be an easy moment. It's going to be a very, very tough moment where almost everything you look at doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense for you to continue. On paper, logically, nothing makes sense why you could make it or why you ought to continue, but it's in that moment where you find out if you're a person that's all in or everybody around you realizes, slowly but surely, you're finding your way out of being an entrepreneur back to being an employee. And you will know when you get into that moment because that moment no one's gonna know except for one person and that's you. All right, so this next one's tough because when you uh, typically make the transition of being an employee to wanting to be an entrepreneur, you still have a lot of friends that are employees who you want to associate yourself with, but you're now an entrepreneur. An entre entrepreneur, it's almost like going from, you know, babysitting someone's baby to now you have a baby. And when you have a newborn baby, you can't go watch movies. You can't go do a lot of things when you have a newborn baby because that newborn baby needs to be fed. Diapers needs to be changed. They need attention. They're crying. They're waking up three, four times throughout the night. And that's going to last a year and a half, two years, three years. That's the startup phase. So when you're married with kids, trying to hang out with friends that are single with no kids going to nightclubs, that's going to clash. And these guys are going to say, I thought we were friends. You know, just like your buddies that have regular jobs are going to say, wait a minute, we used to hang out together. It seems like everything about your life is now your business. What happened to this guy? All you care about is money, and you're not going to have an answer for them at first. But now that you watch the video, now you know. In order to make the business work for a period you have to be all in, and this means most likely you may have to cut some of your hobbies that you were doing before. You won't be able to do right now because if you don't, 
stay focused on the business, this thing's gonna go out of business and you're eventually gonna find yourself on this side. So the tipping point is gonna be at one point where you're gonna have to make a decision and say no to some of your friends that don't understand what it is to be an entrepreneur. So this next one's a little bit confusing because when you start the business, you're gonna have certain competitors that are supportive of you. And they're kinda like, oh John, listen, you're gonna get it. Go get them, it's gonna be all great. And these competitors who were once supportive now become your enemies and they don't like you anymore. They become haters. They start talking behind your back. So what does that really mean? This guy used to tell me he's supporting my decision. Why is he now all upset with me? Here's why. The reality of it is when he used to support you when you were small, he never thought you were going to get bigger. He never thought you were going to make it because if he knew you were going to get bigger and you were going to compete against them, he would have never liked you in the first place and he would have never allowed you to compete with them because that was never the intention. The intention was you're always going to stay small and you're never going to take a market share. But the bigger you get and you take some market share away from some, certain people, those competitors that were supportive are officially haters of yours. So this next one is a contradiction of what I just said. Let me explain to you why this is a contradiction of what I just said. So remember those same competitors that used to support you. Then you started getting big. Now they don't like you and they hate you. And then if you experience this next part, which is magical, is you get so big that those competitors that ended up hating you end up loving you and becoming supportive of you because you're no longer in the same league. You're in a different league. They'll call you and now they are supportive. They'll call you because there's now a level of admiration. But to get to this level, you have to go through the level of hate. And that hate may last a few years. It may be five, ten years until they end up saying, you know what? You got to just give it up to this guy. This guy's just better than us. And you know what? I love and respect this guy. Much love to you. Let me just call you. Hey, man, uh, you know, I used to hate on you. I used to say a lot of bad things about you. But I love you and I love what you're doing. I got to give you respect. You're just kicking everybody's butt. More, you know, more love to you. Keep at it. So proud of you. Keep at it. Whatever I can do to help you out, I'm cheering you on. I hate the fact that you beat me, but guess what? We now know you're better than us in whatever we're doing. That happens. When that happens, that's an incredible feeling, but it takes about a decade for that to happen to you. Alright, so this next one is interesting because you'll be building your business and at first when you're not taking a lot of money out because you're investing back into your business, you'll get to a point where you can now take the profits out. And sometimes while you're going and you want to take the profits out, if you take too much profits out, you can no longer put back into the business to grow, whether it's marketing, hiring, support, growth, expansion. And sometimes you will be tempted. There'll come a time where you go to your checking account, your business checking account and say, oh my gosh, we have some money in this checking account. I am tempted to take two million off the table. I am tempted to take a million dollars off the table. Whatever size of the business you got, I'm tempted to take $10 million off the table. In that moment sometimes, if you go into taking the profits out versus putting back into the business, sometimes you jeopardize long-term valuation of building a really powerful business and you're tempted over taking short-term profits out and you will be tempted to do that. This doesn't mean you don't set a little bit of money aside to save yourself, you know, say, save, uh, set aside for yourself and your family and, and savings, but if you go into this mode of constantly taking profits out, eventually, long-term valuation and potential of the company keeps going lower and lower and lower. So maybe that is what you want to do. Maybe you just want to take the profits. You don't care about long-term valuation, but if you do care about this, you cannot be tempted to take the short-term profits out because long-term valuation goes down. 
This next one's also tough for first-time entrepreneurs because when you become an entrepreneur, there's going to come a time where you have to say no to your family when you used to say yes to, meaning maybe you used to say, yes, we can go out there and buy this and we can go out there and do this, and now money's a little bit tighter because you're running a business. That money's now being invested into the business, and your wife or your husband or your spouse or your kids or partner or parents or whoever it is, they were accustomed to you saying yes to a lot of the expenditure you had before. You can't right now because for a good year or two, your three-year period, you got to stay tight and that money's got to get back into the business. It creates friction sometimes because if your spouse doesn't really know about the commitments you made and the sacrifices that come with it, if they're not aware of it and you don't have the conversation with them, there's going to be some friction between the two of you and you're going to have that conversation. So when, instead of getting to the point of having that conversation, just make sure you talk about it up front and everyone knows we're going to have to be tied in certain areas because daddy or mommy have chosen to start a business for themselves. And there's going to be a little bit of period where we may not have money to do the things that we used to do, that trip, that this and that. We have to be a little bit tighter because we're going for a long-term victory. So, so we've talked a lot about business, family, all this other stuff. One of the things that could happen is when you build your business, you will face a situation where departments go against each other. Maybe sales is going to go against support or investors don't like the board or you don't like the board. Board doesn't like you. You know, your engineers don't get along with sales. Marketing doesn't get along with sales. There's going to be some kind of a division that happens on the team because typically when a company is being ran, if you don't do it properly from the top. Every department has to know that their role is very important. Every department has to know that their role is very important. And at the same time, every department also has to know who is more important. Meaning, for instance, we'll have a meeting here and say a a home office kind of starts being a little bit too tough on sales. I'll sit down and I'll say, listen, I just want to remind everybody, without sales, this company doesn't exist. Matter of fact, without sales, no company exists. Sometimes, just like the government of a country starts thinking they're more important than the job creators and the entrepreneurs, sometimes corporate forgets the fact that the creative people or the salespeople are really the ones that are holding the company together and this is a support team. There's got to be respect here, but there's got to be an admiration from here to know that these guys are working 24-7. These guys may be working 8, 10 hours a day, five days a week, but they're working six, seven days a week, going all over the place away from their family to sell. There has to be an expectation of what is the priority, but there also has to to be a very clear understanding from everybody that every single job done by every single person is critical to the growth of the company. If that conversation's not had, then you're going to have some friction amongst different teams. And if there's division, then bad things can happen to your business. So you as a leader got to make sure you always bring everybody together. Everybody has perspective to understand what roles they play. Everybody gets properly recognized, encouraged, praised. So then from there, they're working as a team uh, uh, like they once used to. You you know, this next one is uh, tricky because uh, when you're building your business and all of a sudden you have a lot of leverage and you have the ability to do certain things, People are going to bring opportunities to you that are kind of like shortcuts. And I remember this happened to us with the business throughout my career. Hey, if you do this, no one's going to know you'll make an additional million dollars on the side. If you do this, no one will know you'll make an additional $2 million on the side or half a million dollars on the side. And when you're only making $2 million your income and somebody says you're going to make an additional $2 million your income or $1 million income, that's a lot of money. That's not a little money. That's a lot of money when you, you, you kind of are being tempted by it. So meaning if the, if the real idea of the business you're building long term is to truly build a business that grows and becomes a legacy company, uh, uh, you, can't, you can't fall for the shortcuts. Your character will be tested many, many, many times. Now, I'm not talking about like 
additional sources of income to generate for the business. That's the right way of doing it. But I am talking about you're going to get certain offers and opportunities that are going to hurt your core, your core fundamental philosophy of how the business was built. If you start trying to go for all the shortcuts, this is going to break. And a lot of times when business people are entrepreneurs are building a business, they start looking so much this way that they forget the cord that's holding it all together. So while they're doing this, this collapses. And once this collapses, you don't have time to do this because you're trying to do this and it's too late already. You lost it already. You got to make sure you get this bigger and every once in a while you're looking for opportunities that's going to help this continues to get bigger. Not just another shortcut that you're going to have out there. You will face it when you do. Just make sure you make the right decision because it's going to hurt your long term if you don't. Listen, last one's, uh, last one's something no one will know when you're facing this. Nobody's going to know you're going to be facing this because it's all in here uh, when you go through this. And here's what it is. There will come a time where you're still in the business mode, but your business is making money, you're growing, and you are no longer the same hard-charging leader with high standards and expectations of wanting to deliver the right product and all this stuff because now you're going to a nice dinners and you got money in the bank and maybe driving a nice car, living in a nice house, and you're no longer stressed like when you used to be feeling like, oh my gosh, we're going to run out of money. That, that idea of the survival mode, that's gone. And you get casual. And when you get casual, you become casual with all the departments, salespeople, competitors, everybody. And then, boom, you're caught. This happens in boxing. This happens in fighting. This happens in sports. This happens in every single thing. And if it happens in the business world, the way you typically get knocked out is somebody internally decides to turn against you or an external competitor says, I'm going to go out and get this guy because he's getting softer. Or a new competitor is coming up if you get too soft. Or... Your habits of being casual gets rubbed off to your management team and your C-suite executives. Then they pass it to their directors. The directors pass it to their employees. Now everybody's leaving on Fridays early and you're kind of like, oh, we're going to take three days off, four days off, five days off, one day off. Everything becomes a little too comfortable. Um, and when that happens, you already know what happens when uh, that happens in uh, wars, when that happens in sports, when that happens on teams, when that happens in businesses, somebody hungrier than you with bigger vision higher standards and expectations is going to come and put you out of business because that's how business works. The moment somebody gets soft, another person with a clear vision, higher standard will attract the right talent and they essentially will come out and say, your time's been had, 5, 10, 15 years, now it's our turn. Please, your market share is coming to us. You may not go out of business, but you may lose your market share from 8% to 4% to 2%. That is a form of going out of business because you're getting smaller and smaller. So that is why it's critical to maintain high standards and expectation. That is the only way continuously to grow year after year after year after year after year, even when bad market times come up. So don't be tempted to lower the standards because you will be when you start making good money. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Biddavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.